Today is Thursday, March 30th, 2023, and breaking news, the so-called QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley has been freed from prison, breaking literally seconds ago. Thank you, Tucker Carlson. We'll get into it. Insurrection, transurrection, trans activist storm Kentucky Capitol. Will the media report on it? We certainly will. Alvin Bragg in total retreat in Manhattan, kicking the case against Trump down the road a month. Oh boy, this is not good news for the Blue and On Broke Libs. Jack Posobiec joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Lots of energy. You need energy in this business, and you got to be able to deliver, and that is why I am drinking absolutely black iced coffee every single morning, and that is why I drink my brand of coffee, Blackout Coffee. It is a local coffee company. They're from Florida. They're patriots. I know them. I love them. You will love their coffee. I'm telling you, I used to drink Woke Lib coffee because, well, it just exists everywhere, and you just sort of get hooked on it, and I made the switch, and it's incredible. Try them out. Blackout coffee. They are 100% committed to conservative values. They're 100% committed to America and they're roasted right here in this country, right here in Florida. They accept no compromise on tasting quality. I'm telling you, man, they taste amazing. If you want a punch in the morning and a kick to match the energy of the day, which I certainly must do and you certainly must do in your jobs, you want to use Blackout Coffee. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Coupon code, get 20% off your first order. Stop giving your money to woke corporations that don't care about you. Stay true to your values. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley has been freed. Speak of a man who deserves a cup of coffee. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure what they what they serve in jail, but he ain't in jail anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Jacob Chansley has been freed from prison 14 months early after his lawyer said that the January 6th footage showing him being escorted into the Senate by the cops was exculpatory. Ah! I cannot believe it's real. You, you know, for a moment there, you think that everything is lost and that you've lost all power and all rationality. And I want to state this up front. That the reason that Jacob Chansley was put into prison in the first place was because of Nancy Pelosi. Not only did Nancy Pelosi not secure the Capitol when she was given the opportunity to, but Nancy Pelosi kept this footage from the American public. What footage exactly did Nancy Pelosi keep from the American public? Well, the footage of Jacob Chansley being walked into the Senate chamber by the police. And Occam's razor will tell you that the only reason that that would happen is that they wanted a fall guy. They wanted a set piece. These people who are obsessed with Hollywood and all the sick, dark stuff going on in there, they're run by these people. You remember a producer from ABC News came in to produce the January 6th hearings. They paid this guy millions of dollars to produce the January 6th hearings. This was a production. They needed a central cast member. They saw Jacob Chansley. They saw the Buffalo Horns, and they said, this guy, bring him into the Capitol. Jacob Chansley walks by no less than a dozen armed police officers. We were just at the Capitol for a number of meetings and a documentary. And let me tell you what, there's no shortage of armed people inside the Capitol. Also, it's a very hard building to get around. We got lost. Rolls Royce and I got lost in the Capitol. It's tough. It's difficult to get around there. It's a difficult building that's been built over the course of many like centuries. And so Jacob Chansley wouldn't have any clue how, where to go or how to get there. He was brought in as a set piece. That's what happened. And Tucker Carlson proved it when Tucker Carlson was given to his great and absolute credit. Kevin McCarthy making good on his promise that he would release this footage. And now you've seen a man sprung from jail, jailed on a lie. We're going to break down that lie. 
Check this out. Tucker Carlson's original bombshell reporting uh, that was the shot heard around the world. Dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th. The So such an incredible piece of journalism there from Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson showing what Jacob Chansley did inside of the well of the Capitol. He prayed for police officers. Now, we are not trying to say that if you punched a cop or if you behave like a hooligan, something bad shouldn't have happened to you. If you're wearing a red hat or if you're wearing black block, don't punch cops. Okay, don't hurt cops. But Jacob Chansley didn't hurt cops. Jacob Chansley didn't punch anyone. And that's made clear by now the police camera, body camera footage that is utterly and totally exculpatory. Now, of course, we love Tucker Carlson. And of course, I'm a huge fan of my old boss, Tucker Carlson. But let me tell you something. This is probably more devastating than even Tucker's footage is the footage of the police body cam when they asked Jacob Chansley to leave the Senate chamber. Okay. I, like the amount, the preponderance of exculpatory evidence that is so demonstrable against the prosecution and like, dare I say, like the absolute crucifixion of a guy like Jacob Chansley. They saw his painted body. They saw his buffalo hat and they said, here's the nut that we're going to turn into the face of the insurrection. Bring him in. Who made the call? Was it Pelosi? We know that Nancy Pelosi was silent for 80 minutes while hooligans ran up to the front of the Capitol. Could have stopped it. Nancy Pelosi didn't say anything. We have the clip Capitol Police on the record. Stephen Sund on the record saying Pelosi did nothing to help us. But here is the biggest, we'll, and we'll get to that, but here is the biggest piece of, I think, exculpatory evidence for Jacob Chansley. Check out the body cam footage. You don't need Tucker Carlson. You don't need narration. You just need to watch the raw body cam footage of the police officers asking him to leave the Senate chamber. If you need to know that this man is innocent of the charges they brought against him and the public uh, whipping and locking him up in the stocks and the tarring and the feathering that they did to this man. This is a political persecution. I'm going to watch it with you and I'm going I'm to actually narrate for you what's going on. OK, so let's go. So here's the raw body cam footage. You can see probably a dozen MAGA supporters inside the well of the Capitol. There you can see Jacob Chansley at the front 
of the dais in the well of the Senate. Now, listen, you hear all the thank yous? These people aren't fighting police officers. They're thanking them. Here's Jacob Chansley following orders, peacefully, meticulously, carefully. He didn't fight the cops. He didn't resist. He didn't refuse. This is Jacob Chansley. You can see him there in the shot. This is from directly the chest of a police officer. Okay, now they are leaving. Now listen to this. Listen to this. I want you to listen very carefully. Listen very carefully here. You'll hear Jacob Chansley talk. Listen. Thank you for your patience. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your patience. Really appreciate it. Not as glorious in person, is he? Thanking the Not cops. Not glorious. It smells like an old church. He's thanking the cops. There's a smart aleck there who makes some comments about it smelling like an old church. Uh, fact check true. I've been inside the Senate chamber. It does smell like old people. And then you can watch them walking directly out of the Capitol. You can watch them walking out of the Capitol. I know my way around the Capitol. I worked there for 10 years as a reporter with a credential badge. Jacob Chansley does some Jacob Chansley stuff, right? Okay. Okay. Got it. He's going to do the Braveheart. Mel Gibson freedom. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, he's going to do Jacob Chanley stuff. And what happens next? Check this out. Right there. They don't show it for you. Okay, right there. You need to understand the Capitol to know where you are. This is the exit of the Capitol building. This is the uh, the area where you would enter inside of the Senate. It's called the carriage house, the carriage entrance, when they used to take carriages to the Senate. So right there is the door. Jacob Chansley is now going to leave the Capitol. Jacob is going to leave the Capitol building. Did you see him once fight a cop? Did you see him once punch a cop? Did you see him once not do anything other than orderly follow the orders, commands of police officers? That's all he did. You can see it there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, federal prosecutors in trying to defend themselves here lied on the record to CNN about Jacob Chansley. They lied. Again, this is breaking news. Uh, Jacob Chansley has been freed from prison. CNN lied. And the federal prosecutors went to CNN and said that Jacob Chansley fought cops, that Jacob Chansley fought the police and refused to leave the Senate chamber. I have just shown you in the broad, clear light of day, the actual literal video of Jacob Chansley, not only thanking the cops, praying for the cops, but behaving in an orderly fashion and following every command he's given. Jacob Chansley free now, thankfully, thank God, because of you and because of me and because of Tucker Carlson. Because of this movement, we are powerful. We have power. Check out this sick article from CNN. Despicable. Let me read to you the first uh, the first portion here from the federal prosecutors. In a court filings on Sunday, federal prosecutors said that a video uh, that Tucker showed did not show Chansley facing off with officers outside of the Senate chamber. Chansley refused to be escorted out of the Capitol by an officer and was only left after being forcibly removed. These liars. 
Liars. This is the federal government lying to CNN. Oh, it makes your blood boil. These are filings in court. They should be disbarred. Every single one of these FBI lawyers should be disbarred. They should be in prison. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy to see this piece of news. This is the power of this movement. The lawyer who represented the QAnon shaman, so-called, in his trial uh, for storming the Capitol on January 6th, has said that his client has been released from prison. He's going to a halfway house in Phoenix. Jacob Chansley, 35, pleaded guilty on September 21 to civil disorder. The statement to the Daily Mail from his attorney, Albert S. Watkins, said that he had been released from prison to a custody halfway house. After serving seven months in solitary uh, prior to his sentencing and only 16 months of his sentence thereafter, it is appropriate that the gentle and intelligent young man be permitted to move forward with the next stage of what will be an undoubtedly law-abiding and enriching life, said Watkins. This is his lawyer. I applaud the decision of the U.S. Bureau of Prisons. Uh, he's going to be free. Uh, his release date is going to be set May 25th. So May 25th, he is released. He will be free in Phoenix. It was not immediately clear what led to Chansley's early release, but his lawyer insisted that it was the exculpatory evidence from Tucker Carlson and Fox News. You, me, we, in our search for truth, found out in spite of all of the censorship and all of the lies, the real big lie, which is that there was a deadly insurrection at the Capitol, the re- that's the real big lie, we defeated it. And you are now seeing the uh, incredible, shocking, and horrific truth come to light, including but not limited to uh, the lawyer for Jacob Chansley, the man who's listed here, stating the lies and probably the manipulations of the lawyer in the original case. Jacob Chansley changed lawyers, and that's why he's freed today. Listen to Chansley's lawyer on Tucker from two weeks ago. So, but now that we know that this was a, tra- a travesty, I mean, the people responsible for it should be punished. Liz Cheney should lose her job today as a professor at the University of Virginia. She knew this. She destroyed a man's life. But how do you get Jacob Chansley out of jail now? Well, we're looking at that. I'm not sure there's an easy solution. There's not an easy road to that um, to get the matter back in before Judge Lamberth and the, the district court here and to have him reconsider his sentence. Uh, in many ways, it's procedurally barred. We're going to have to come up with a creative way to get it back before Judge Lambert. Frankly, I think Judge Lambert may be a little bit um, unhappy that, uh, you know, the government presented some videos at the sentencing to paint Jacob in the worst possible light, the way they described him uh, in court as, you know, the face of the insurrection, uh, violent. Um, and then, you know, Judge Lambert Frankly, he gave him the sentence that Albert Watkins negotiated. The sentence in the plea agreement was 41 to 51 months, and Judge Lambert gave him 41 months. Um, but I don't think Judge Lambert today probably thinks he saw everything he needed to see when he made that decision. Yeah. So we've had our in-house legal professional, Mike Davis, on who knows Judge Lambert, actually, saying that he is aware that people are pissed off in this case. They are furious. They feel lied to by the federal government. 
So there's something called the Brady Rule. This is a longstanding rule. This has been around for nigh on 70 years in America where you – if you find exculpatory evidence in this country, you must turn that over to the defense. If the prosecution finds exculpatory evidence, you have to share that evidence. And so what the government did here was imprison an innocent man and hid the evidence. We now know this to be 100% factually true. And so what it looks like here is that the government knows they were wrong and that they are now trying to get rid of the problem because the evidence in favor of Jacob Chansley is such a preponderance and is created such a cultural shake that even the richest, most powerful man arguably in the world is arguing that you should free Jacob Chansley. Here's Elon Musk tweeting, free Jacob Chansley. Now, what's this video? This is video of Jacob Chansley outside of the Capitol telling protesters to go home, telling protesters to remain peaceful, telling protesters not to go inside the Capitol. This is presumably after he was released peacefully by those cops, didn't fight the cops, didn't argue. And Elon Musk is saying free Jacob Chansley in multiple other tweets. Elon Musk has said straight up, Jacob Chansley was wrongfully detained. Okay, so this guy says, hey, Elon, you're a MAGA guy. Elon says, I'm not part of MAGA. I believe in fairness and justice. Chansley was falsely portrayed by the media as a violent criminal, tried to overthrow the state. But here he is urging people to be peaceful and go home. But here he is urging people to be peaceful and go home. The other video shows him calmly walking in the Capitol building, being escorted by officers and thanking the officers. If you feel as though you are hopeless, ladies and gentlemen, and as though you can't fight, and as though your activity online, whether it be being part of the Benny Brigade here, whether it be being part of other shows or other communities, jumping up in the comment section, following along, just watching these shows, like Tucker Carlson's ratings for these shows, were six times what CNN's ratings were. Do you think that doesn't matter to people? Do you think the federal government doesn't look at that and see that Tucker Carlson in the Jacob Chansley exculpatory evidence video, that that show had six times more viewership than Anderson Cooper during the same hour? Do you think people don't get a little worried about that? That their lies are falling to pieces? You helped free Jacob Chansley. So we say thank you. And now the lies are being utterly and completely destroyed. You are seeing case after case after case getting dropped, people getting freed. There's a J6er who was completely exonerated, not charged. A judge ruled against the federal government. Why? Because he can prove that the cops just let him in the building. There's video of the cops just letting him in the building. The judge said, this is ridiculous. The cops don't get to be part of the crime here. What are you talking about? So they just freed him. And now this is happening time and time again. The entire thing is imploding. And the person who is responsible is actually Nancy Pelosi. The person who should actually be charged for everything on January 6th is Nancy Pelosi. Listen to Capitol Police Chief, the man who was in charge that day, Stephen Sund, say that Nancy Pelosi effectively kneecapped all police operations that day and was silent as cops were getting run over and as cops were getting hurt. Again, we said it before. If you hurt a cop, belong in prison. I don't care what you're wearing or who you support. Don't fight cops. I think everyone agrees with that. Hooliganism has no place. If you can't say that, then you're not ideologically consistent. BLM Antifa members should go to prison. 
and you should not fight cops. Okay. But so while his cops were being fought and while this was turning into, this went from peaceful protest into a mob and actually doesn't take, maybe it just takes 0.01% of agitators to take a peaceful protest and turn it into a mob. Talk to anyone inside of human psychology studies. It just takes a very small few agitators to take a peaceful group of people and turn them into a mob. This has happened all throughout history. So while Stephen Sund was saying, please, God, help me, someone, the only person who had power to do something was Nancy Pelosi, and she was silent. And when did Nancy Pelosi give the order? As soon as the protesters had broken into the Capitol. That's right. Nancy Pelosi, when the protesters had broken into the Capitol, then she finally gave the order. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. Who was actually benefiting from this? Did they actually want this to happen? That's the real question. Watch Stephen Sund in his own words say Nancy Pelosi left us out here to die. Speaker of the House in charge of security at the Capitol. So you have the politically appointed Capitol Police Board that's put uh, in place by you have, uh, the sergeant arms that's put in place by Pelosi. You have the uh, Senate sergeant arms that are put in place by the uh, Senate leadership. And then you have the architect of the Capitol that's put in place by the, uh, the president. So you have three voting members. I'm a non-voting member. I'm the only non-politically appointed non-voting member. Uh, and that's kind of how the security oversight works. Uh, but it was Paul Irving who immediately said, I'm going to run it up the chain. I'll never forget that. And running up the chain, his chain of command ends at Speaker Pelosi. And I had to wait 71 minutes to finally get an approval at 2 at uh, 209 p.m. before I could finally reach out and start calling in federal assistance. 71 minutes when my men and women fought on the uh, brutally, I mean, fought heroically to prevent the uh, Capitol from being defended. I mean, from being penetrated. And it took 80 minutes before the first window was broken. So those were critical, essential minutes that we we're losing. So what was going on inside of the audience at the United States Capitol? Ladies and gentlemen, we were planning on doing a special on this, but we, our incredible team here is getting you the clips right now because this week in court for a, another case for J Sixer, they are able to get discovery on various official police cameras that existed inside of the crowd that day, inside of the audience that day. And that discovery has overturned some absolutely mind boggling, shocking footage from things and people we didn't know actually existed. We are learning more and more every single day about January 6th and whether this was actually a fed surrection. So there are undercover police officers that existed inside of the riot. Now we knew that. This has been this has been asked via the House and the Senate, Ted Cruz uh in the Senate asking the third in command at the DOJ Hey, uh, were there undercover federal agents in the audience? This was also asked in the House. Were there undercover federal agents inside of the audience? We now know for certain that not only were there undercover agents inside of the office, the footage I'm about to show you is from the uh, Metropolitan Police Department of Washington, D.C., which is effectively a branch of federal law enforcement because Washington, D.C. is not a state. It's a federal state. So the Metropolitan Police Department are federal law enforcement agents, effectively. They sort of act at the behest of Congress and of the greater overall federal state of Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, let's let's begin. Okay, so first clip here, you will see uniformed police officers uh, trying to approach members who have been members of the mob who had been behaving badly 
on the date of January 6th. And to their shock, these guys pull out their badges and say, no, 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 we're on your side. It's the Spider-Man meme where all those three Spider-Men are pointing at each other. Check this out. I mean, this will make your jaw drop, but it's not the worst. Watch. Uh, quick question. Give me a second. Just doing a little investigation. Mm-hmm. Asking this respectfully, is anyone armed? Anyone yes, armed? we're all, all the police. Police? Yeah. Law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Give me your credentials. Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's all I need. You, you got to do a little. Asking this respectfully, is anyone armed? Anyone armed? Police. Police? Law enforcement. Yeah. Give me your credentials. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's all I need. All armed. Someone calling? You got to do a little better at height. Have you ever seen that footage? You've never seen that footage. No, no, no. That's because we're following every single one of these cases as closely as we can. And we're following the best reporters in the field for these cases. These are little snippets, little pieces of the puzzle that is now coming together. The full image of January 6th is now coming together. Do you see those officers laughing with each other? <laughs> you all armed? <laughs> got it. We're all police officers. Got, got me. <laughs> the Babylon Bee has a great skit on this with FBI under uh, you know federal informants. And they're all FBI informants inside of the room, right? They're planning some horrible act. And it turns out that every one of them is an FBI informant. These guys are glowing. And they're all whipping out their badges and laughing. And they're all armed. The armed insurrection narrative is a lie. The only people armed were the feds. But it gets worse. It gets worse. So here is the footage, potentially from one of those men. We're not sure. We're not sure. This is from another case. And you can now see the officers behaving inside of the crowd on January 6th. How did they behave? Let's play clip one here, Our House. Okay, so you can hear the officer, that's a police officer there, an undercover officer saying, our house, keep moving, our house. Now, what's interesting to me is that the definition of insurrection is really hard. It's why no one's being charged with insurrection. They they haven't charged a single person with insurrection. The Proud Boys are trying to charge with insurrection, like three members of them, and that case is falling to pieces. And we'll get to that in just a moment. What you're hearing there, though, is the definition of insurrection Meaning you're asking someone, you're telling someone to do something illegal, okay? So if you want to loosely define it, insurrection, you have to prove that you told someone to do something illegal and then they engaged in that act. That's why they could never bring charges against Trump for insurrection. Trust me, they would have. Donald Trump goes, march peacefully. Go behave peacefully. Don't fight cops. We're a peaceful movement. Now, these police officers, on the other hand, are saying fight cops. These guys got called out to their face. One of them, watch. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. So you're gonna get people with the goggles on the twenty fifth. So these officers, this is okay. In case you're wondering, this is what a psyop looks like. Okay, these officers 
are standing there chanting, Drain the swamp, see me? I'm <laughs> I'm MAGA. I'm just like you, fellow fr freedom lover. D D Ronald Grump should be the president, right? <laughs> America f first, fellow patriot. These guys get called out. One of those guys goes, you look like Antifa, dude. Ha! To one of the police officers. You look like an Antifa member. And you know what? They behave like Antifa members, actually. We can now prove it. They behaved like Antifa members. Check this out. There's a footage of one of the officers literally committing a crime, okay? So what do they charge a lot of these people with, including Jacob Chansley? Well, they charge them with disruption of an official event and then breaking in. How do you break in? You had to climb the scaffolding. You had to climb up. You had to break into the building. Now, footage of a police officer behaving criminally on that day would be the one piece of evidence that you would need to essentially prove that this was a Fed surrection, that the feds were actually a part of the activity that was criminal. So we've already proven to you that they were part of the uh, so-called insurrection because they were encouraging people to do uh, violent things. Go, go, hurry, move, go, go. They were in the audience acting as MAGA supporters during the flop. See, I'm not Antifa. But now here's the bombshell. Here's footage of a cop literally pushing people up the scaffolding, literally pushing people into the Capitol building where they knew they would get their lives destroyed. Watch. Oh, go. Let's go. Go. Let's... Help them up. Help them up. Help them up. Hold on, wait. Push them up. Push them up. Help me break this. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Leave now. Leave it. Leave it. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. What is the context there? Well, they're climbing the scaffolding into the Capitol, and a cop is pushing them into the freaking Capitol, knowing that this will destroy their lives. Knowing that this was a honeypot, knowing that Nancy Pelosi wasn't going to call the cops, wasn't going to call in the National Guard, she's going to leave Stephen Sundown to twist in the wind because these guys were getting entrapped. This was federal entrapment. Jacob Chansley is free now. What about the rest of these guys? Oh, man, this is this is coming out because of a specific trial that's happening right now in Missouri. A J6 are saying, these cops pushed me into the Capitol. They knew what they were doing. I didn't. This is entrapment, federal entrapment. This is such a bigger story uh, than they're letting on right now. And you, you know that the federal agents are terrified that the truth is going to come out. You know that through questioning inside of the Senate and the House. Ted Cruz asking the number three in command inside of the DOJ uh, how many federal agents do you have in the audience? Uh, see if you can find in her answer uh, something that is uh, deeply creepy and lacking here. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents any FBI or agents confidential or informants confidential actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. 
Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. So the answer should be no. So let me begin by saying this. The federal government is happy to say no to things like, did you lie about Saddam Hussein having weapons of mass destruction? Did you have any did you did you have anything to do with the Kennedy assassination? The federal government is perfectly happy to straight up lie to you, straight up say no. They're happy to do it. They've done it for my entire life and your entire life. However, there's something amazing about this January 6th moment where they're not lying. They're hiding. Why? Why are they saying, uh, 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 can't answer? Huh? Wait a second. Hold on just a second. What's Article 1 and what's Article 2? You work for the executive, the FBI. The FBI is an executive order. It can be undone by an executive order. Do you know that any president with any balls could take his pen and could stroke away the FBI with literally the flick of a wrist? The FBI is an executive order. It's only 100 years old and has had the darkest, blackest, sickest history. Their organization is diseased and demonic. So why don't they just say no? That's what's so interesting here. Why don't they just say, I can't tell you that because it's not true. Of course, your question, of course, we had no federal agents in the, of course, nobody behaved criminally with the federal government inside of January 6th. They're hiding something. They're terrified of it. They're so scared that they know that if they lie, they, they know that this evidence is, there's such a preponderance of evidence. Again, Jacob Chansley is free today. He'll be free May May 25th, okay, according to the documents. They, they, Jacob Chansley, the shackles are being released from him today. He's going to be a free man because they found so much evidence to set, that he was being set up and trapped by the feds. And so when you have the FBI director sitting there in Congress under oath, sworn in, knowing fully the crime and penalty of lying to Congress, and he is asked directly by Clay Higgins, a former prosecutor from Louisiana who's a congressman now, How many undercover FBI informants did you have inside of the Capitol building, meaning breaking the law? And I just showed you the footage of them breaking the law. How many did you have inside the Capitol building? Listen to this answer. It'll make your skin crawl. Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, I'll just cut to the chase, might as well have just said, yeah, half the Capitol were undercover FBI informants. This is what we're finding out now. Amazing footage. It belongs in the Smithsonian. Watch. Does it? Does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January six protesters on January six of twenty twenty one? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, 
that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, confidential gentlemen's human time has expired. It should be no. It should be no. But of course, the answer isn't no. The government is happy to know, tell you no. The government is happy to lie straight to your face. Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. The government will fully and totally look you straight down the barrel and say, yep, we had nothing to do with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So why won't they lie here? Why? Why? Gulf of Tonkin, they're happy to, happy to tell you that the Gulf of Tonkin happened and then get us into Vietnam War, killed 50,000 Americans. 15 years. Why won't they lie here? That's what's so interesting. Why? Well, because they haven't done the cleanup job yet. The exculpatory evidence and the DNA is still sitting there on the murder weapon. Now, what we have shown you in this show, and a huge compliment to our producer, ALX, and to Rolls-Royce, who runs the show here right next to me, because we had to put the show together essentially in like 30 seconds. But this is how much we've been studying this. We just go. We've shown you footage of police officers literally encouraging people to break the law on January 6th. We've shown you footage of police officers laughing at each other for being undercover cops and for having weapons. We've shown you footage of Jacob Chansley peacefully leaving the Senate in direct conflict with what federal prosecutors are arguing in court right now. The federal prosecutors are saying Jacob Chansley had to be removed Forcibly. No, he didn't. Jacob Chansley is now going to be removed from prison. Thank God. But what we're about to show you is actually the worst of of all. Okay, it should it should lead to the next Republican or sane Democrat. I don't care. It should lead to anyone with a soul absolutely and totally uh, taking a wrecking ball to the FBI. Like you, you got you. You must dissolve it. Okay, at this point. You can dissolve it into other federal agencies. You can take the law enforcement uh, uh, elements and put it in other agencies if you so please. But that building and that organization is demonically corrupted. And I can prove it to you. Julie Kelly, inside of the Proud Boys drama right now, the only people that are actually being charged with insurrection are these guys called the Proud Boys, okay? So get a load of this. The FBI lawyers, because of the Brady rule, are supposed to turn over their evidence to the defense. Now, they did this, but what the FBI ended up doing was <laughs> what they turned over were, were messages, okay, on a spreadsheet about the case. So here are the messages from the FBI agents on the spreadsheet, okay? Here's a couple messages. Here's a couple dozen messages. What they, these people are, they're such morons. These, these people are supposed to be the smart ones in the country. They're so genius. This is why Christopher Wray can't answer that question. This is why that DOJ uh, Cretan Gollum looking character can't answer the question. Because they know they've been sloppy and they know this is all going to come out and they know they'll go. They're the ones who will go to prison if they lie about it under oath. Ladies and gentlemen, these people actually turned over thousands of messages from the FBI 
to the prosecution. The thousands of messages show that people were deleting evidence inside of the FBI's messaging system here, according to Julie Kelly, messages relevant to the investigation that are required to be produced to the defense. So they broke the law. What messages did the FBI conceal? Well, one message has them edit out that a confidential human source was at January 6th. Please edit out that I was present, says one of the FBI agents screaming. (laughs) What? Brazen lawlessness at the FBI in its January 6th biggest case. The boss instructs FBI agents to destroy hundreds of items of evidence. Check this out. If this is a slam dunk case for a seditious conspiracy, why is the FBI destroying and hiding evidence? So the FBI is destroying evidence. They're hiding their sources. Even more egregious, maybe the FBI assessed emails between the defendant and his attorney. So they're spying. They're spying on the defense. After finding this out, the judge sent the jury home. The judge excused the jury and said that the info revealed in court was so damaging to the entire hearing that he's pausing the trial. Now the trial's been paused. Absolutely insane, evil, vicious, wrong. And now with the what what and now 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 with all of this information, what are we going to do? What are you going to do with an FBI that does this to American citizens? What do you think of Jacob Chansley, man? Well, he's a free man, thank God. May 25th, Jacob Chansley's free. Maybe we'll go to Phoenix and try and do an interview with him. I'm sure he'll go on Tucker. Ha! <laughs> Actually, Tucker's going to get that interview. What do you do with an organization like this? Well, you could splinter it and cast it to the wind, but I think that's too good, actually, of a uh, of an issue for the FBI to have to face just the just the, dis- dis- the just the dissolving of the FBI as it stands right now. There needs to be full on prosecution of these people. You are not allowed to destroy evidence against your fellow American. You're not allowed to lie in court. You're not allowed to have undercover informants to try and make the MAGA audience the largely sightseeing, peaceful protests, grannies with 25 cent American flags from Walgreens. You're not allowed to lie those people into prison and ruin their lives. Jacob Chansley is free. What about the thousands of others? That is illegal. It is sick. It is wrong. It's criminal. These people need to be put in jail. These people need to be prosecuted. And we as a party, we as a movement have already proven that we have the strength to now spring Jacob Chansley from jail. We as a party need to push our leaders to say, I am going to consider What should happen to the actual organ of the FBI? What the actual organization of the FBI? Are they irredeemably corrupt? This is all the proof that you need. I'm not sure, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what more you could possibly ask for here. But actually, your boy Benny, I got more. I got more for you. The FBI is now blocking the release of the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. That's right. You're not allowed to see what the manifesto is until it's been scrubbed by the FBI, until it's squeaky clean. You're only allowed to see what the FBI wants you to see as it pertains to the manifesto of the monster. We won't use her real name, the manifesto of the monster. The FBI is holding on to it after her killing spree. They said that they will release it after a highly skilled team of criminal profilers analyzes contents 
a Nashville council member revealed to the post-millennial. Well, that's a little interesting here. The FBI's behavioral analysis unit is working in tandem with the Metro Politan Police of Nashville to complete a very in-depth analysis of certain aspects of the shooter's life. I wonder what aspects of the shooter's life will they be looking into and covering up? You're now looking at another FBI cover-up here. The manifesto is going to be released. It's just a matter of when. Mm, probably, I would argue, maybe a couple weekends from now when nobody cares anymore. There's some incredibly brilliant psychological minds and psychological analysts combing through this blah, blah, blah. Shut up. You're hiding the evidence. You know exactly what this has in it. It has hatred and targeting of Christians. That's what this is. It is proof positive that this was a premeditated hate crime. This individual had maps of the church. They knew what they were going to do. They targeted Christian children due to their faith. And this is the this is the largest hate crime killing in recent memory in America. And so what they're trying to do is scrub that. I'm not the only one saying it. Tucker, take it away. So here's what we just learned from Merrick Garland. The FBI, the ATF and the Nashville police are all investigating these shootings. Yet more than 24 hours after they took place, none of those professional investigators can even guess as to why the shootings happened. Motive hasn't been identified, Garland told us. Really? You wonder how that could possibly be. Just before she opened fire, the Nashville shooter wrote these words to her best friend over Instagram, quote, one day this will make more sense. I've left behind more than enough evidence. That evidence includes a written manifesto where the killer spells out exactly why she killed children. The FBI, the ATF, the Nashville police, and for that matter, Merrick Garland, all have access to that manifesto. And yet somehow the attorney general informs us that a motive has not yet been identified. Well, he's lying. They all are lying. We can't see the manifesto because the transgender lobby, which has far more power than you do, has pressured politicians to keep it hidden. But we can be certain what it says. Monday's victims were murdered because they were Christians. So I have a a point of order here as a Christian myself. Where are the pastors? Where are our shepherds? Christians are being slaughtered like sheep by the wolves. They're being hunted. This was a hunting of Christians. You can see the footage of this mentally deranged, depraved blackness of the soul, demonic individual stalking the halls. Hunting Christians, targeting Christians. Where the hell are our pastors? I haven't seen a single Christian pastor other than, I believe, uh, Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham uh, Jr. I've seen maybe him make a comment on this. Where are the pastors? Where are our Christian leaders calling out the blackness of this ideology, standing up for God's creation, man and woman, calling out the sickness of these hedonists who claim that they are God? And that those who don't believe that delusion are their mortal enemies? Where are the pastors speaking truth to this power, to this demonry, stopping this evil at the door of our church, not allowing a fifth column to be created inside of the Christian church of hedonism? Revelations warns against this man, talking about the corruption of the church. Where the hell are our pastors? Why is it that I can show you polling that says that the importance of religion has dropped by double digits over the course of my lifetime here in America? 
It's because of weak pastors who want to be micro celebrities instead of actually standing up for the truth. And God says they will be judged very, very harshly. I don't want to be in their shoes. I'm a simple Christian, so I can call a spade a spade. I'm a simple Christian. I read my Bible. That's it. I don't profess to be anything special. I care about the Bible. I care about my faith. And I care about my children being protected from these monsters. And these monsters, ladies and gentlemen, they are monsters. Transurrection, trans activists storm Kentucky Capitol to protest law prohibiting child sex changes. Several arrested. You want to talk about a real insurrection? I wonder how many of these people will face uh, time inside of a federal gulag for this. How many of these individuals that stormed a Capitol in Kentucky yesterday after the Kentucky governor got his veto overridden and Kentucky became, uh, I don't know what the total is now of states, but there are quite a few states that are now passing these extremely common sense child protection measures that says that doesn't outlaw these things that says you should be an adult. You shouldn't do this to children. You have to be an adult to fight in a war. You have to be an adult to sign up for the United States military. You have to be an adult to buy a cigarette. You have to be an adult to buy a smut magazine. You have to be an adult to buy alcohol. 21. There are a lot of things that you have to be an adult for. We age gate our content on YouTube. We age gate our content on social media. We age gate when you can drive. But somehow mutilating yourself and taking dangerous Hormones is something that you should be allowed to do at any age. Wrong, sick, depraved, blackness, child abuse. Under Senate Bill 150, doctors are prohibited from providing hormone therapy or other gender-affirming treatments to anyone under the age of 18. How is that even remotely radical? The legislation was passed by a Republican-controlled legislature. Democrat vetoed it. Democrat, uh, Democrat veto got overridden. Thank God. Thank God for the Republicans in Kentucky. One of you people, primary Mitch McConnell, please, immediately. Hundreds of protesters descended on the Kentucky State Capitol on Wednesday as Republican lawmakers enacted sweeping ban on sex changes for minors overriding a veto of a Democrat governor. So the real insurrection happening of these depraved, degenerate lunatics happened inside of the Kentucky State Capitol, and we uh, have the footage. Go. So these people got their own QAnon shaman. I guess they're uh, uh, playing a tribute band here to Jacob Chansley. And they have some guy dressed in uh, pseudo-religious garb uh, looking like a, uh, you know, a, 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 a Satan-like goat creature, bath, Bathomet. It's like a satan, like a satan, like the, the satanic goat, right? Like that's, that's what this guy's dressed as. So thanks for being like just directly on the nose. Appreciate that guy. Thanks for like professing your Satanism to all of us. Here's what the protesters look like as they storm the Capitol.
Why do I always look like that? You gotta ask that question. Why do I always look like that? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. I mean, it's 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 sick stuff. We appreciate you being right on the nose, buddy. Dressing as Satan. Thank you. That makes it easier for us Christians. Maybe pastors will start to speak out against this. Who knows? Who knows? There's one person speaking out against it. It's Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey is going to uh, introduce legislation to repeal gun-free zones at schools. Thank God. Thomas Massey, uh, for his trouble doing that, got screamed at by super low T, high estrogen count, Jamal Bowman, who maybe uh, is on his own hormone blockers. We're not sure. But uh, Jamal Bowman is a member of the squad, a socialist from New York, and uh, he had a feline meltdown inside of the United States Capitol yesterday. Check this out. Allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? Would you, would you more co-sponsor? Guns more death. Would you co-sponsor? More guns lead to more death. Would you co-sponsor? Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. The you're data. The, you're no, carrying the data. water for the gun lobby. No, no. Look at the data. More guns lead to more deaths. States that have open carry laws have more debt. In every school that allows states that have open carry laws have more debt. Well, I do listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a, what I'll caused their children to die? Nine-year-old children. There's a loose in that. Armin teachers. Have you ever worked in a school? Have you ever worked in a school? Have you ever worked in a school? The passive aggressiveness, the feline nature of this over-emotional, purely emotional argument. I'm louder than you, so that means I'm righter than you. That is the that is commonplace on the left. You can see the flailing arms of AOC every time she gives a speech. It's all about who can be the best performer. Who's the greatest theater kid? Who has the lowest T among all the Dems? And that's what you see there. Just high estrogen count there for Jamal Bowman. Yelling, screaming, no logic. Thomas Massey, on the other hand, went to MIT, is a genius, uh, is a scientific Genius is somebody who lives out his value system in Kentucky and is a uh, champion of the republic. Thomas Massey is amazing. He'll be repealing the uh, no the gun-free zone uh, uh, horribly misguided law that was passed, of course, by George H.W. Bush. Of course, like all bad things in this country, like the desecration of our party uh, destroyed in a single term by George H.W. Bush. He's the guy who signed that into law. Making every single school in America a soft target. Great job. Great job. Republicans, choose your leaders wisely. Uh, Democrats, you should be humiliated by Jamal Bowman. By the way, he should be stripped from all of his committees. You are supposed to, by rule of Congress, comport yourself with honor and dignity inside of the halls of Congress. And um, that's not dignified. That's not honorable. That's just like a, a teenage girl inside of a cheerleading competition. It's really sad. Somebody pull his man card. Somebody who uh, definitely has a man card and uses it quite often is a man named Jack Posobiec, who's a dear friend of our show, and he joins us now. Jack, what's the over-under on T-count for uh, Jamal Bowman? 
Um, look, when you look at this guy's tea count, it's, it's obviously very low. He's drinking those low tea lattes that they serve up there. Paul Ryan actually was the guy that instituted the low tea latte in Congress. But I'm, I'm proud. I'm sure that, that Paul Ryan, I would say, is proud that the tradition continues. And now it's, it's truly a bipartisan, uh, a bipartisan accomplishment there on Capitol Hill. <laughs> you think Jamal Bowman on hormone blockers? What do you think? He might be I mean, because he's got because you see he's got the low T, but he's because he's got the aggression as well. Right. So he's got the aggression. So he might be taking the testosterone, which is what. And, and Trump said this yesterday. He said he was talking about the uh, the Nashville shooter. And he said, look, you know, they they get the testosterone, they get these hormones. Suddenly, you know, suddenly become very aggressive. So I could see Bowman. He's on he's on blockers, but then he's getting the testosterone. And then Trump actually pointed out, he said, that's why I banned trans in the military because you're giving people all these hormones can't That's control right. the behavior you're going to put that somebody like that in combat you're going to put somebody like that with weapons no it's ridiculous it's insane uh but this idea that we're going to have we're going to be doing all of this while arming and allowing arms to go to these people just an obvious issue and i noticed that when it just on the gun issue specifically that you know david hogg and all the people out there that it's what what, what you've done is you've you've thrown a monkey wrench in the in the works when it comes to intersectionality because they'll say well we don't believe that the mentally ill should get guns or people that are getting these procedures and then you say well wait a minute but then you're trying to ban guns so wait so suddenly now you've got the trans movement against the anti-gun movement and you put them together you say well wait a minute so wouldn't that mean that you should be the first people to say that anyone who should receive a a red flag warning because you guys all support the red flag laws. Wouldn't yeah. that be your local trans member uh, or your local trans militant? Because we're seeing these more, more of this trans militant movement. And suddenly it's like, well, wait, no, because that's not <laughs> right. You know, you're, you've tri completely tripped them up in terms of all this, all of this, because they've always been trying to, so, you know, to, to sublimate every single one of these groups in together as one, because that's the left, the coalition of the left, that's the coalition of intersectionality. So you'll never see David Hogg. You'll never see, any of these people actually come out and say that if you're taking uh, hormones to change your chemical makeup, the balance of the chemicals in your mind, you'll listen to Huberman on this for like two seconds, right? For you know a couple of minutes, of Huberman will explain how much that drives our behavior and then turn around and say, well, no, wait a minute, then should someone who's undergoing gender transition be eligible to be red flagged? That's a simple question. It's a very simple question. And I'd love for anyone on the left to answer that question. Here's a question that I have for you as somebody who's very committed to your faith. Where the hell are the pastors? Where are the church leaders on this? Yeah, the church leaders are completely silent. So you've got you've got a a mass murderer and set aside, let's set aside the the reasons for this, because of course that manifesto, you know, we'll see if we ever get if that ever gets the light of day. Right. But you've got the slaughter of innocent Christian children in a Christian church in America's heartland right down in Middle Tennessee. You have, and in that video, Benny, and I know you've seen the video, I have as well, you can see the blurred out body of a little girl who was shot and killed right in front and hanging on the wall as the, as the police officer is walking by and hanging on the wall is the cross. She's dead at the foot of the cross. So if you mean to tell me that that symbology doesn't mean something, that doesn't mean that there's a spiritual layer to, to all of this, then you're really not paying attention. You're not paying attention at all. And you would think that the very first people, Benny, that would be out there to talk about this would be the Christian leaders of America. Where are the celebrity pastors? Where are the celebrity priests? You know, we've had in the Catholic Church, we have all these celebrity priests pushing this um this prayer app note now. Pay us $8.99 a month to pray. 
pray with us. Pay $8.99 a month to pray. I said, really pray? You just open the Bible, pray, right? You can just, uh, I pray every morning, I'll pay for it. They'll come pray with us. So where are they? With all their podcasts, with all their videos, with all their YouTubes, or is one of them going to come out and say that these people were targeted because of their Christian faith? And Benny, the early church held that anyone, well, okay, put it this way. Everyone knows that if you die because of your faith, you become a martyr. That's the definition of the word. It's martyr. It's martyrdom. And in fact, the early church held that anyone who dies as a martyr automatically becomes a saint. You automatically go straight to heaven. There's no question asked. You're immediately at the, the foot of the altar of God, 100%. That's, that's just old school OG Christianity. So please explain to me where... The leaders are that are pointing out what's happening because, Benny, we were warned this would come. We were warned this day would come. We were warned that Christian children would be targeted for slaughter. There was The book warned us, right? The book warned us these days would come, and now they're here. And now that they are here, why is it that the leaders of the church are completely silent? They're acting like it didn't happen. And so if you're going to church, what, say it's Thursday? If you're in church on Sunday and your pastor doesn't mention anything about this, how about just a prayer? How about a moment of silence? Mm -hmm. oh, we're going we're gonna to pray for the victim. It's simple, simple as that. Because I remember here in the D.C. area, we were, we were sent out all these messages about January 6th. And we were told, oh, we have to, you know, we have to denounce January 6th. We stand with Black Lives Matter all throughout 2020. Mm -hmm. That was all the messaging that was being sent. Now suddenly, OK, here's an actual instance of the targeting of a, of a group of Christians, Christian families. We're even told Daily Mail's got some reporting that there was a connection between the shooter and the pastor, um, that they may have been holding counseling sessions, that this may have, his family may have been targeted. That's why the pastor's daughter herself was killed. And we can see in this video, of course, we don't know for sure yet, but we've other pastors are now speaking out and we can see on that video that it looks like she's hunting. It looks like Audrey Hale is hunting, going room to room in these videos. And so, when, when you see all of this, ask your church, whatever church you go to, whatever denomination, ask your pastor why they are not speaking out against it if they have not spoken out against it. Simple as that. Just ask them why. Yeah, it seems like a fifth column inside of the church that is attempting to normalize this or refuse to speak out about it at all. If you are inside of a church, I want to just preface this. If you go to a church and you go to church this Sunday and your pastor doesn't openly denounce the blackness of this agenda – and doesn't openly call for prayer over the children inside of your church to stop the, de the, the demonic nature of this agenda from infecting them. And then from telling you to delete TikTok from your kid's phone or maybe just take your kid's phone entirely. Like if pastors don't stand up for that, then you should consider changing churches, I think. Yeah, I, I would absolutely call for that. You know, there's on, on the Catholic side, there is a... Uh, there is a, I, I would say, a theory, I guess, about the, if, if you're familiar with the secrets of Fatima. So there's a, there's a, a theory that, so the first one was, was about the Soviet Union. The next one was about, um, the, the, about World War II returning. If, if the problems of communism were not dealt with in Russia, that they would spread throughout the rest of the world. The, the next one was that World War II would, would commence because this was done during World War I. There was a third secret of Fatima, though. And the Vatican never released this for years and years and years and years. And then finally, when it did come out in the 2000s, it was just this sort of like, oh, everything will be fine at the end. And, and a lot of people were scratching their heads because for a long time, Catholics were wondering, well, wait a minute, these first two were very, uh, very clear, very accurate, accurate predictions, these secrets that came true. This third statement doesn't seem to tell us much of anything. And there is a theory, Benny, 
that the Vatican actually withheld the true third secret of Fatima and that the true third secret of Fatima spoke specifically to the corruption and infiltration, specifically the infiltration of the church. I believe you're. I mean, I believe you're truly seeing that. And there, it seems to be that darkness is rising all around the country. We started our show, however, with a good piece of news, which is that Jacob Chansley will be released. I suppose there's some I, I, like s silver lining uh, in the reporting that you have been doing, Jack, uh, human events and the reporting that Tucker has been doing and in the value of your vote by giving Congress back to Republicans. We were able to finally see this footage. Do you agree with the assertion that it is actually Nancy Pelosi who is the true enemy here because she stopped the footage from being released? She stopped the American people from seeing the facts and more importantly, she stopped the Capitol from being protected that day. Well, I mean, you can't and, and I understand there's so there's there's two schools, right? Right. So his lawyer is saying, look, this this just had to do with the Bureau of Prisons. And it was this is their sentencing timeline and the math, et cetera. It just kind of worked out this way. He was good behavior, et cetera. Right. Got it. But you also have to look at the wider picture of what's actually been going on, not only with the Gen 6 narrative in general, but also the Jacob Chansley narrative in particular. Because when Tucker did that episode and showed us the true footage for the first time that had been released by McCarthy, not Pelosi. Pelosi had this footage. Remember, buddy, and, and your viewers, I know they know this. That footage existed since January 6 of 2021. So that footage has been there for two years. We already knew. We already knew this footage was there. It's always existed. It's always been on their servers. Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, everyone who served on that January 6th committee had access to this footage. Not a single one of them released it. They gave Tucker Carlson one crack at it. It was the very first video he showed was Jacob Chansley. And that was the key that picked the lock of this entire narrative. That's why they're running from this, Benny, because they knew that if they didn't give him his early release today, and if this thing went up to appeal, then he was going to start going for all of that footage. And then who knows what McCarthy is going to put out next? Who knows what Tucker is going to be able to put out next? They're going to do this for every single one of these guys. Obviously, Jacob Chansley being probably the most famous January 6th detainee, most famous, most infamous, everyone you argue. The fact that that one has been overturned, it represents a sea change in what's going on with this narrative that took place that day. Instead of of an attack on the Capitol, we're realizing more and more what it truly was, the fact these people were set up, the fact that we were lied to about what actually happened that day, and the fact that this information was used to indict not just President Trump, but also an entire movement. Every conservative in America was labeled a domestic terrorist because of this. And then it turns out when you look at the actual footage, what was Jacob Chansley doing? He was in there praying, not just for the country, but he even prayed for the Capitol Police. And we saw that in that footage. So I do believe that public pressure played a huge role in what happened today. I think you're starting to see these movements towards uh, towards actual resolution of the truth. The truth will always come out. And that is why it's so dangerous for them, Benny. That's why they try to censor social media so much. That's why they try to censor Twitter. That's why they try to censor YouTube, every, every platform that's out there. They will do anything they can to keep the truth from actually being presented to the American people. So the truth being presented to the American people, Jack, and we appreciate your patience today on the show. We had a lot of breaking news to get to. Yesterday, Matt Gates presented a master class in how to uh, sort of rip asunder corrupt bureaucrats, and he did so with stunning, stunning uh, uh, precision with 
uh, with Lloyd Austin uh, and Mark Milley. Uh, but there was a moment there, and you as a military man, I really wanted to get your reaction to this, where uh, Corey Mills walked right up to Lloyd Austin and offered him articles of impeachment against his own office. And I thought that this was just a stunning moment as, uh, you know, as 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 a law and order guy and as a military guy, I wanted to get your reaction to this. Based on my perception and having conducted these operations and seeing how political optics was placed above the true military strategy where we should have held Bagram Air Base, held the detention center, had it conducted withdrawal as the way it was supposed to not shut down and entrap Americans by taking over HKI, the commercial airspace and abandoning thousands of Americans, not to mention our SIV and the friends of those who have fought beside us proudly and honorably, who are being methodically and systematically murdered now, who trusted the American people for 20 plus years, and the increase in suicide rates of American soldiers who spiked over 25 after this failed withdrawal, as a result of them feeling as if they had failed. That is why Secretary Austin, and based on further hearings and investigations, I've already drafted my articles of impeachment for the dereliction of duty, I do feel there needs to be accountability at the top and at the highest levels. And I hope that we can get true accountability with future hearings and investigations and your testimonies that would actually either substantiate or discredit my beliefs. With that, I yield back. Jack, you're a military man. Look, Benny, we've seen the absolute decimation of America's military standing in the world over these past, not just the, not just the past year, not just with the, the failed withdrawal from Afghanistan, but I really think everything. I think that America has embarked on these wars of adventure, seeking monsters around the world, uh, creating fictions in order to justify these deployments rather than actually do the work of simply protecting the American people. And the fact that we we fought 20 years, 20 years in Afghanistan. How many people died? How many of our brothers and sisters in arms are not coming back or how many of them came back, but were never the people they were. And as, as Mills pointed out, came back and were so broken that they eventually took another road. They eventually committed suicide because of the insanity that went on there. You have to lay that on the on the at the feet you have to lay it on the heads of these leaders that have put our people in this position look american soldiers american troops they're ready to fight they're willing to go and die for their country they're willing to go and defeat the enemy under the most austere uh, positions and conditions in the entire world. But if you're going to go and do that, and if you're going to take that sacred duty and that sacred commitment from them and throw them into places where they shouldn't be up against forces, where they don't have the right capabilities, where they don't have the right resources, where they don't have the right support from back home in order to com- accomplish their mission and come home safely, then absolutely. I would support that impeachment. I would support getting rid of every single one of these four stars while we're at it at the same time. Wow. Jack Posobiec, a man who loves law and order and loves his country a lot, loves his family a lot, and structures his his life correctly. God, family, country. It's an honor to have you on the program. Appreciate it, Benny. God bless, man. God, family, country. We've been saying it the entire life of this show. God, family, country. That is how you should structure your life. You will not be disappointed. If you do it, you will not be disappointed. 
by structuring and organizing yourself in a manner where you seek actual truth, where you do not get caught in delusions and lies that infect your brain and cause mental illness and cause all manner of horrors. No, you can actually be saved and you can have peace in this life. And that is what we wish for you. We wish for all of the people in this country to have peace in their lives, to be mentally stable, to be stable through community, through their church, through their family, through the things that actually bind you to purpose in this life. So stay on that course and always seek out the truth. We always deliver the truth on this show. We deliver the truth through a form of the good word, a Bible verse, Jeremiah 29 for today. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Ladies and gentlemen, people are being sprung from prison. People are being released Ladies and gentlemen, they are being released from the chains that bind us to evil. It's wonderful to see. It's wonderful to always know that God has a plan for us and that that plan, it might seem really dark out, but that plan is always the light. Reach for the light. Seek truth and know that the victory will be ours. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. See ya.